This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the meantime, though, we're going to have a discussion. We just got off the phone with Jared, um, who called us starting last week, uh, giving us an update on the situation. His babushka uh, is one of the people that fled Ukraine, ended up in Warsaw, Poland, as he said, and is now headed here and will be here by the end of the week under the government's um, refugee program. And uh, the Canadian government did really fast track that. Um, they'll allow Ukrainians fleeing the country during the Russian invasion to come to Canada on a temporary basis that will last for two years. Safe haven, um, it's being called. But people fleeing the violence in Ukraine who aren't Ukrainian citizens don't qualify, which is a complicating matter here. So we're going to get into this. We're going to chat now with Janet Dench, who is the executive director of the Canadian Council for Refugees. Uh, Janet, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, this program sounds like it's working fantastically for Ukrainian citizens, and we've heard from a couple here on the air, but there is a large group, and from what I understand, 2 million people have fled Ukraine so far, and 5% of them, uh, 100,000, are in fact refugees or non-citizens of Ukraine. They don't Mm -hmm. qualify for this program, correct? Yes, uh, that is uh, the problem. It is very much tied to Ukrainian nationals, and of course it makes sense that Ukrainians... uh, uh, the, should have options uh, made available to them. So we're, we're grateful to the Canadian government for, for opening yeah. that door. Uh, but it does seem like a bit of an oversight. I think that some of the non-Ukrainian nationals um, probably have some place to go. There's uh, a lot of students, for example, who, who might well uh, be wanting to head back uh, home to their own country um, now that they're forced out of Ukraine. Uh, but we, we're particularly concerned for people who were in Ukraine and cannot go back to their home country uh, for example, we know of uh, various people who were uh, evacuated from Afghanistan mm-hmm. and who were waiting in uh, Ukraine for processing, in some cases for processing to be resettled to Canada, and now they've been displaced a second time. Uh, there are also other people from other nationalities. I've been hearing, for example, of Ye- Yemenis uh, who cannot go back to Yemen, and so uh, they are left out in the cold. And so it is a concern that um, there isn't a, a provision for uh, people in that circumstance who couldn't go back to their own country um, why, and, and yet have been uh, displaced uh, by the uh, horrific events in, in Ukraine. Um, Janet, is it an oversight? Like, Has there been any reasoning from the Canadian government as to why this was made this way? Or, or do you think, honestly, it was just an oversight? Uh, hard to hard to say. I mean, it, it, it is a bit of a, a tendency to think uh, about the, the people that are the nationals of the, yeah. of the country, and, and we see that. We see that in Canadian policies, too. Uh, often uh, we see policies that are rolled out, and then you have to ask, okay, well, how will that affect people uh, who don't have permanent status here? And sometimes it is uh, overlooked. Um, as I say, it's not everybody that it makes sense. I mean, if people can go back to their own country and sure. would prefer to do that, then obviously it doesn't make sense for them to come to Canada. And in fact, we wouldn't expect that many Ukrainians to want to come to, to Canada. It's a long way. It's, it's far away. And, and I'm sure many Ukrainians are, are hoping to be able to return as soon as possible. But uh, for some, and that would be the case for 
refugees, if you've got uh, refugees who were evacuated uh, from Afghanistan, uh, who were given um, the indication that Canada was processing their resettlement application, it seems that Canada, in particular to people like that, that has some sort of obligation. And why would you not allow them to come here on a temporary visa uh, to await uh, finalization of uh, permanent status? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, last week, um, there was the activation of the Temporary Protection Directive, as I understand. First time since they created it. So basically, does that not say that the UN, um, all member states will provide immediate protection for not only Ukrainians, but third country nationals? Or is it just European countries that are involved in this? Well, I think the European Union, I mean, everybody is making their own decisions. And and in terms of who who is admitted into a country. So it's not a a UN-wide thing. No, no. So the European Union, of course, can make rules that apply within the European Union. Individual countries can uh, look at what others are doing and, and, and uh, offer to do something similar. In Canada, of course, um, there's particular um, interest and in, in, uh, attention to it because we have such a large uh, population of Ukrainian yes. descent. And, and so it makes uh, sense. There's a lot of uh, Canadians that uh, know people or are intimately connected. So, of course, Canada should be uh, there at the forefront. Uh, but we also have many Afghan citizens, and so that raises the question, well, why, why not also um, respond to Afghans that are stuck in um, Ukraine and, and who have already lived through, uh, uh, well, now two displacements, uh, which is just uh, unbearable um, suffering for people. Is there any talk from government officials to look at this further? Has any progress been made on this? Um, is this something you're optimistic can be changed? Well, we're certainly wanting to discuss with the government how to uh, take the uh, excellent uh, initiative in response to Ukraine and see about how to uh, broaden it and how to make it more regular, because uh, a lot of people commented, well, you know, it's great to offer this and the offering the temporary status is is a great way of allowing people to come really quickly, uh, which never happens when when people are being processed for permanent uh, status. And so we're looking back to uh, Afghanistan and the question arises, and I think you know many Afghans uh, naturally would ask, well, why would not uh, an option like this be available to Afghans? Um, and um, we can say that also for, for Afghans uh, that were, were stuck in Ukraine. So I think the Canadian government needs to maybe think about having um, some policies, a sort of framework of policies that can be rolled out uh, whenever a uh, crisis emerges, uh, depending on the, the particular facts of the, the crisis, and make decisions that are based on objective criteria, because, of course, uh, people can't help asking, uh, you know, why are we responding in this way to this uh, Ukrainian crisis, but then we haven't done similar responses to a crisis in Yemen or uh, many crises in in Africa, which uh, sadly tend to be highly forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's an interesting situation. We'll see how the government responds. Uh, Janet, I appreciate you giving us some time today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That is Janet Dench, who is the executive director of the Canadian Council for Refugees. And, you know, she makes a good point. You know, if Ukraine opened their borders and welcoming in refugees from, I don't know, Syria, 
Afghanistan, Yemen, all these conflict countries in recent years, and now they've arrived in Ukraine, and now this happens in Ukraine, um, but they aren't Ukrainian citizens. They're not eligible to participate in the Canadian program. So we'll see if that changes. 